0: Hi, and welcome to what is now known as Horse for Whore. We're rebranding. <laughs> I'm Mariah. And I'm Kayla. So, yeah, like Kayla said, we're rebranding. So, if you go back and listen to our old episodes and it says Perfect Dismay, just know that we're now Horse for Whore for the next foreseeable future. So, <laughs> welcome yeah glad to have you and uh so this week we're doing paranormal lakes or haunted lakes whatever you want to say part one Mm -hmm. and i'm first and i am doing lake lanier lake lanier lanier i'm pretty sure is how it's said didn't do my research but pretty sure it's lake lanier (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm wrong, people in Georgia, please... Well, you're probably not listening, but please don't correct Mm me. (laughs) Accept it. All right. So I've never heard of this. I don't know anything about it. Good. Because it is... We're in for a roller coaster. We have racism, cryptids, ghosts, car wrecks. It's got all of it.
1: So this first episode is literally our whole podcast. It
0: rolled up into one. <laughs> okay. There's murder. There's murder. <laughs> it's good. It's a good episode for rebranding. That is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so Lake Lanier is a man-made lake in northern geor- jo- wow. In mm. northern Georgia and that is definitely one of the hallmarks of the podcast as well. Me saying things very incorrectly. Yeah we mess up a lot. <laughs> Lake Lanier is a man-made lake in northern Georgia. It is situated between Gainesville and Buford, Georgia. Buford—that's uh, one of my uncle's names—is Buford. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very that's old Because if I looked at it, I'd be like, "What is that word?" But I know that <laughs> um, it is one of Georgia's most famous lakes and is well known for fishing, sunbathing, boating, and just like a wide array of water sports. I would imagine. (laughs) Yeah, and so over 7.5 million people visit Lake Lanier each year, and to put that into perspective, that is the same amount that visits the Louvre each year.
1: The Louvre? What's the Louvre?
0: It's like the world's biggest art museum. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's in Italy, France. It's in Europe. I've heard of it. I just kind of think of skiing when I hear it. Me too! (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's an art museum. (laughs) Um, But despite its popularity, the lake has a dark and murky past. Okay, so, just jumping straight in. For starters, this lake was named after a man named Sidney Lanier, who, oh, by the way, was a poet and a Confederate Army veteran. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> which Ew. I'm like, no surprise, it's Georgia, but like, well, yeah, come on, C- come on. Well, at the time, no, they. Thought we don't they need no right. devil's advocate. They I thought hate they it. They were right. When I hate it when people are like, just to play devil's advocate, racism does not need a devil's advocate. Oh, don't, Thank you. I Just I know. I know. I Um. So the lake was built and operated by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for flood control from, I love this river's name, the Chattahoochee River. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's a country song that has that in it, and I hate it. Chattahoochee. Yeah. It's so catchy. It's so
0: gross. It is, it is kind of gross. Like, when I first heard it out loud, I was like, oh. <laughs> um, and also to supply water to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I live in Atlanta.
1: Nope.
0: If I got a job there, I'd be like, yep,
1: let's go. Hate it. Hate it. I hate their interstate, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is true.
1: I live outside of Atlanta.
0: Oh, wait. I have to do one quick funny story. So, I am from small town Missouri, and so we only have one interstate, and so when we get on the interstate, we say, let's just go get on the interstate, and I said that here, and my friend Jessica's from California, and she immediately was like, oh, you small-town Ooh, people. One?
1: What? Which one? Yeah, Jessica. no. Jessica? No, no, no. Yeah,
0: that's what which she's interstate? like. She's like, oh, you small-town people, I always say the interstate. She's like, there's all these different interstates. I'm like, oh, well, you know, the one. <laughs> well, even if
1: there's, like, four, I'm still going to say let's get on the interstate, because based I know, on yeah. where I am, you're going to get on one, and then you might get on another one. So, like. I know, yeah. You're going to get yeah. on the interstate.
0: But she's like, yeah, but we call it, like, the 91 or, like, the 75, whereas call I'm just, like, to California. the interstate. <laughs> she, I don't think she ever will. No, I get that.
1: I think that, like, California has way too many interstates, Oh first yeah. of all. Let's, no, thank Do you. Do
0: they have any tiny highways? Like, I feel like it's all interstates there. I think their highways they would consider back roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, probably.
1: Like, where I'm from, we had... One interstate, and at one point it linked with a different interstate. Actually, I'm sorry, it didn't. We have one interstate that links with a highway that oh. links with a smaller highway.
0: Oh, that's quotes. weird.
1: Yeah, because it's, it was 75, this is an interstate, and it yeah. links with 153, which is
0: a highway. kind of
1: an interstate, but it's considered a highway because yeah. of where it goes. And then to get to my house, you go to like, a two lane each way
0: mm-hmm. quote
1: highway that is literally just like turns into like a Tennessee route whatever because <laughs> it goes it goes from Chattanooga all the way to where my dad lives in the middle of nowhere
0: that's weird it roads just changes are, into a two lane roads are fucking wild yeah this is why I can never be like um what's the word for the people who help design the cities and stuff, like all the roads. It's like there's an analyst term for it. I could never be one of those people. Like an infrastructure analyst, I think. Uh, maybe, yeah. No. Could not.
1: They, they probably use ARC a lot. They're like, if we put this
0: building here. That's what they do. They use yeah. ARC. Yeah. And they're like, measure everything out. I'm like, like nah. those
1: are the people who like built cities with Legos as a kid.
0: Yeah. I have zero interest. But like, thanks for like giving I... me all these highways. Like,
1: <laughs> I feel like I could do it. Ugh. I feel like I would be okay with doing that.
0: Nah, shit's too boring for me. I mean, just building your own buildings. I feel like I'd want to <laughs> be like... It's like The Sims, kind of. I yeah. could like that if it was like The Sims. I feel like I just want to be an architect at that point, though. <laughs> yeah, just design one single building. Like, yeah, cool. but like make it
1: really, really cool. I'd rather be an architect than an engineer, because nope.
0: Before they could create this, like... They had one tiny, teeny problem. What's that? The land that they wanted, which to be specific was about 50,000 acres, already had people living on it. Oh, wow. And when I say people living on it, I mean whole-ass towns with churches and businesses, cemeteries, churches, whatever. People were living their lives in this area. So why did they want that area? They wanted it specifically because of where it was and, like, how it could provide the flood control from the Chattahoochee.
1: So did they, like, level the town?
0: Oh, girl, it's worse than that. We'll get into it. Oh, shit.
1: They just flooded um, the town.
0: <laughs> so they did flood all these towns, and one of the more well-known towns that was engulfed by Lake Lanier was a town called Oscarville, which is kind of cute. Reminds me of Oscar Meyer Wiener's.
1: <laughs> i don't think that's cute
0: <laughs> i think it's cute
1: i feel like uh, it's like a town name in one of these little um, kid shows
0: oh yeah that yeah yeah it does kind of feel like that so oscarville was located in forsyth county georgia which is still around today and it was once a thriving town that was predominantly owned and inhabited by nearly 1100 black americans until 1912
1: I see where this is going.
0: Yeah, so there's some racism involved already. Yeah. On September 9th, 1912, an 18-year-old woman whose name was May Crow was raped and murdered in Oscarville, close to the Brown, close to Browns Bridge in the city. Whatever. What? Yeah. So this crime, this is what Oscarville is known for. So this crime was pinned on four young black people who happened to be Ugh. living in that area. For and what reason? Because they lived near the crime site or crime scene. I guess I could use that word. Strictly it. And they're black, so they must have done it, That's right? good
1: police work right
0: there. <laughs> God. So their names were Ernest Knox, who was 16 years old. What the? F- His cousin, Oscar Daniel, who was 18 years old. Oscar's sister, whose name was Tressie Daniel, she was 22 years old, and 24-year-old Robert Edwards, who went by the name Big Rob. What? What? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Why
1: would a group of those four rape and murder somebody?
0: You know, these are, I feel like those are really great questions that police men and women should ask, but they didn't ask during this time. Oh my god. And so all four of those individuals. What is this? this is in
1: 1912.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you can just imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so all four of those individuals were taken to jail where Ernest Knox later confessed to the crime. Why? But. Isn't that a 16 year old? The 16 year old, yeah. Oh my God. I feel like Obviously, if you're underage
1: like you should, and you confess, it should be thrown out.
0: I feel like if you're underage, your parents have to be there. Parents? Yeah. It, it's, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to interview a child without their parents. And last time I checked, 16-year-old is. is a child. Yep,
1: 100%. You cannot interview them or ask them questions without their parents available. Or guardian.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm raging. Told you. Told you. I mean, this lake has got it all. <laughs> I know. Uh, and so, to no one's fucking surprised, he was coerced into confessing. But you want to know how they coerced him? Uh, no, I don't know. They mocked. Lynched the kid. They should be put in jail. Yes. 16 years old and he was mock lynched by police officers.
1: I don't want to do this podcast.
0: Yeah, there's just nothing like, there's nothing to even say. You're just like, the fuck?
1: That makes me, that really pisses me off. But you know what? It's very on point for Georgia.
0: Yes. White people are. You know, if we have any Georgia listeners, I'm sure you're not one of the, these people, but if you, you are, be. stop you listening. You be if you're listening to this. Like, yeah, you you've made it this keep... far.
1: <laughs> yeah, you won't keep listening if you're one of those people. <laughs> oh You'll... my god,
0: this fucking... <laughs> yeah, white people are the fucking worst, bro. And I'm white, and I can say that shit. <laughs> I fucking... Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. oh. Alright, well, since we're on the topic, I got myself a book. And I'm only, like, yay far into it. Uh-huh. It's called The Black Friend on Being a Better White Person by Frederick Joseph. Frederick? Yep. See? Dun, 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 oh, dun. it looks
0: good. It is pretty good. I'm gonna have to, I need to get that. Yeah. Let me know when you're done how it is, because I'm, I'm on a hunt for new books since my class is over. No, you should get it, because I'm at page 51, and I read that all, like, in the same sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's
1: literally like he goes through like his experiences, and he wrote the book for his brother, his younger brother, because he's kind of afraid that because he's standing up for black rights, that he's going to at some point get killed. Yeah, I mean, so he wrote valid this book fear. for his brother so that his brother can like learn from things that he's learned from, and like the shit in this book. I mean, I am so so I'm learning so much. Oh, yeah. I got to get it. And because, you know, like, some of us white people want to learn, like, you know, we want to, like, deprogram ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it's honestly really taxing on a lot of people. Like, they just don't have the energy to fucking tell us. But this person is telling us, which is nice because yeah. it comes in a book. And then he, like, literally, he bolds things that you need to know. And if you don't know about it, like, you go to the back of the book. And then he has things to watch, things to read. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and he defines a white privilege and, like, microaggressions and just, like, a bunch of shit. Like, you have your own, like, dictionary in the back of this book and extra stuff that you should look at or read or watch mm-hmm. to, like, just let you know. And then he has the black friend playlist. <laughs> <laughs> because you I, know what really kills me is that people... People, like, define music. Like, apparently, if a black person's listens to rock music, it's called white music. But, like, when did we determine that and why? Yeah,
0: that's weird. It's really weird. Like, music is music. Let's... We should link that in the show notes because that sounds really good and, like, an educational tool that a lot of people could use right now. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it, too. We can probably put it on the Instagram. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like, a lot of people do want to... I would love to deprogram myself and get these... Kind of like societal, I don't want to say norms, but like thoughts yeah. out and be like, this isn't how I should yeah. think and this isn't how I believe. There's a lot of stuff. The Tulsa Rice Massacre. Oh, in Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, I guess it would be Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about that until I watched this sh- TV show, The Watchmen. Like, I had no idea yeah. that was a thing. And when I was watching it, I was like, this has got to be fake, right? Like, there's no way that a bunch of white people bombed this city.
1: Yeah, and that he even links it. He even says, uh, it's depicted in HBO show Watchmen, which there I you recommend go. you watch. And then he says, learn more, and he gives you uh, a link to history.com in the Roaring 20s. So, like, he literally... Gives you all the thing, all the tools that you need. So I think it's really great. This book, hell yeah, it's a it's a good book. It's a good book. So we'll even link if, it. Even if you are listening to this podcast and you don't hundred percent agree with anything that I've said about this book, pick it up and read the first chapter and then make your decision. Because I'm telling you, you're gonna learn a lot, whether you agree with it or not. I mean, it's all true. So yeah, but it's well, it's yeah, it's not about whether or not you agree, like. I'm just saying, like I'm trying to get people who wouldn't necessarily pick up this yeah. book to actually pick up the book, because some people are gonna read it and go, "Fuck that!"
0: Bastards. But I, I
1: picked it up and went, huh, "I need this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need this. Take it because you me. don't know.
0: You just you, don't know what you, you, just, don't, you don't know. No, like your perspective yeah.
1: is completely different, and like this person lived with a lot of shit, and if I'd lived with that, I'd be furious right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll link that shit. That man is doing God's work, baby. Mm. It's a good book. I like it. Yeah, educate these people. Let's do it. We'll link it. We'll do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, so back to more sadness. So the day after Big Rob's arrest, and he again is a 24-year-old, a white mob invaded his jail cell and lynched him. Okay, for what? Meh. Meh. <laughs> They shot Big Rob, dragged him through the streets, and hung him from a telephone pole just outside the courthouse in Cumming, Georgia. How is this okay? Yeah.
1: Take color out of it. How can you do that to another person?
0: Yeah, what? just another human being. If you're
1: trying to justify it by race, take it out of it. How can you do that? Yeah. How is that okay? How can this town get away with it? People are fucking monsters, man. And you know- I could be wrong about this. I
0: think people are still doing shit like that to this S- day. S- I, yeah, I don't... In America, I don't believe that people are being lynched, but, like, in other um, I, under, like impoverished countries... I mean, I keep my fingers crossed that people in America aren't being lynched.
1: Not lynching, but hangings. Yeah. The fact that that's still happening yeah as as early or as late as 2020
0: is fucked
1: up yeah and i heard like little things about it and i think travis told me about it at one point a while ago that people were like furious because people are being hanged and i was like what
0: they're being yeah what like wait what that's still happening that's my yeah yeah that's my reaction like what Yeah, the fact that it happened at all, like... Disgraceful, and those people are owed a lot.
1: Yeah, like, I don't even really have words for it.
0: There's nothing you can say, It's still
1: happening, like, how could you be so fucking ignorant? Yeah, just ignorant, straight up, just ignorant Would you like someone coming to, like, your child and doing that? Exactly, so let's think about it. If you don't want it happening to you or your family... Don't don't do it. Don't fucking do it
0: right isn't that the golden rule
1: the yeah. golden rule so, baby but also like how mad do you have to be to do something
0: like that yeah and i just think stupid like i honestly just think that yeah. they're completely ignorant you people are
1: letting your emotions control you yeah and i'm sorry to say but like don't you think that you know women can't vote because we have too many emotions <laughs> so like maybe don't hang people yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like what the fuck Oh, it's so fucked up. We'll, we'll get hypocrisy. through this, we'll get through it. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, following May's death and Big Rob's lynching, more violence began to occur in Oscarville. White mobs, who called themselves "night Riders, went door Fuck to door. Off. <laughs> yep. They went door to door with torches and guns and began burning down all these churches and businesses that black people owned and operated and they demanded that all black residents in Forsyth County leave immediately no you can leave if you don't like yeah. it you can leave you get the get fuck out. out get
1: out leave yep. bye see ya. they weren't doing it like they are just trying to live their lives it's just like the fucking the Jewish people like yeah or, well, they're just there. they're just trying to live
0: yeah, yeah fuck that fuck that fuck that <laughs> yep and so the black americans of this area obviously quickly took what they could and abandoned their land and all their other belongings in this area and got the fuck out that's really they don't want to die
1: that's bullshit that it's is bullshit. Sad. the fact that they have to leave like they fought so hard to gain to gain freedom and now they have some land and making a living and what do we do it we're sure. going assholes
0: And, like, they were not only just living, but they were, like, thriving, which I'm sure made these white people Uh, even more upset. It's just like the Colorado Chinatown. Yeah, they were thriving, and so now these people are pissed. Yeah. Just, like, stop.
1: Like, you see it so much nowadays, especially, like, in... Ugh, you see it so much. Just, like, people are mad when other people are happy and thriving, and that's just, like, the American way of life. Yep. Yep. With anything. If you're happy, they don't want it.
0: No, yeah, exactly. Like, why do we have to live a miserable life? Stop comparing yourselves. Yeah. I think that's number one. Yeah. Um, But later in October, so the next month, uh, a jury took just over one hour to convict Ernest Knox and Oscar Daniel of the killing. On what grounds? Yep. Mm, nothing. 1912. He said, she said. People forget, you
1: are supposed to only convict if it's beyond a reasonable doubt. And there's so much reasonable doubt. (laughs) They don't do that. If there's even one ounce, like, 1% that this person couldn't, or 1% that this person probably didn't do it, you have to put not guilty. You have to. Yeah, you
0: have to be not guilty. And innocent until proven guilty, but then they went and murdered Big Rob. Like, yeah. All these white people are innocent until proven guilty, but when it's a black individual, all of a sudden they're guilty. All nah. these white
1: people are innocent until proven guilty, but still innocent after proven guilty yeah, because it could fuck up his
0: life. Brock Turner, yep. Woo! He is so promising his future. I don't give a fuck you know about what's his future. promising about
1: him? The fact that one day he might die. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the that's only it. promising thing about him. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <That was aggressive.
0: laughs> I hate um, that. Nope. So the two boys, Ernest and Oscar, were sentenced to be hung publicly, and nearly five thousand people gathered to watch the two boys die. Um, who does that? who does that? Yeah, horrible humans. Tressy, the sister, she was not even sentenced, and I could not find anything else on how they um, like didn't convict her. Like what came out there where she wasn't convicted. Yeah. Um, but. Of course, it is now widely believed and most likely correct that Ernest, Knox, and Daniel were completely innocent of the crime.
1: Well, of course they were. There's no evidence against them. Yep. So they're innocent.
0: Just like thousands you can of other 100% people. 100% prove. Yep. And just like thousands of other people that were wrongly executed in this country, they have now been exonerated. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So we're just killing—that's uh, not even—let's not even go down that rabbit hole. Nope, don't go we're do it. We're just killing. <laughs> um, so when Lake Lanier was formed in the 1950s, it completely engulfed Oscarville, turning it into an underwater ghost town. And to this day, Forsyth County, Georgia, is still considered to be one of America's most segregated counties in the country— and most of the towns are often labeled as sundown towns, so these people are still fucking racist here. Uh, yeah,
1: well, it's Georgia, so... Yeah. Sorry, Georgia. I'm not. Georgia's fucking inherently racist. They're... They're so annoying. Yeah. Every time I hear something about Georgia, it's always fucking racist.
0: I don't think you're wrong, no, but I do think they have un... Un-racist people, if that's a word. Non-racist. I think that there's some, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few there. Send me a voice message if you're from Georgia and you're not racist. whoa, whoa, yeah, represent (laughs) non-racist Georgians. (laughs) (laughs) We will feature you. Or not if you
1: don't want to be featured.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So on March 1st, 1950, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers actually broke ground on the construction of Lake Lanier with over 6,000 people attending. And so to prep this land to be filled with millions of gallons of water the Corps demolished or moved anything that they deemed dangerous so they went in they burnt down barns homes structures whatever to their concrete foundation any major infrastructure such as bridges were relocated and some trees were uprooted what? i use the word some because if there was any structure deemed to not be hazardous and was going to be more than 35 feet below the surface of the lake, they just left it standing. Great. This includes concrete buildings. This includes um, a whole stand. There used to be a racetrack here, and they just left the concrete stands of the racetrack under this lake. Um, Additionally... The Corps claims that they moved all the bodies from, all oh, these fucking cemeteries because people were living there. However, this claim is often questioned, as it should be. Oh um, my
1: god, are you serious?
0: Yep. So, obviously, during the 1950s, they lacked the technology to identify and verify unmarked graves or burial sites. So, it makes it completely possible that human remains, whether from the Civil War um, the periods of Native Americans, pre-colonial periods, are sitting underneath this lake. So this lake is likely built on the mass body, on mass dead bodies. Like this just lake is chilling. probably cursed. Oh yeah. Um, oh, also those stands I mentioned. In two thousand and one, the area went through a major drought, and the racetrack bleachers were fucking visible, just chilling in the <laughs> lake. <laughs>
1: That's ridiculous. I want to see a picture of that.
0: um, Yeah imagine being like okay I'm just gonna go for a swim and then out in the middle there's just these bleachers chilling. Nah. I wouldn't go for a swim in that lake. No. Well apparently 7 million people do every year so. Okay well. Not me. Do you know how gross the lakes are? I love lakes, so I can't really talk on this. You know how disgusting they are? Like, I grew
1: up going to a lake.
0: Me too, I love them.
1: grew up, like, going there and swimming. And, like, Girl. nowadays when I look at a river and a lake, I just look and I'm like, oh, it looks so good. Like, I could go for a, oh, No. Girl, it's we gross. were swimming in
0: ponds, creeks, all sorts of stuff. I still, when I go back home, still swim in ponds and creeks and all this I shit. I think that the reason
1: that I don't anymore is because for a while, like, in lakes and all that other, like, dirty water like that. Yeah, like, they it has is really that, dirty. Yeah, they had that uh, flesh eating virus
0: going around. Yeah, it gets up in your fucking brain. Yeah. And it's on the rise. Um, Just a quick plug, there's a really great podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You, not sponsored, but they do a whole episode on it, and it's fucking scary. And climate change is directly, like, causing the increase of those, because they live, like, that bacteria or whatever lives in, like, standing warm bodies of water. And so as the climate, like, or temperatures increase because of climate change, the rate of those infections increase. And it's like 99% lethal. Like, you do not come back from it. Yeah. Terrifying. Did you watch The Tomorrow War? No, I haven't. No. Oh, you should. The Tomorrow War. Okay, Oh, I'll you watch should. It. <laughs> do uh, they have
1: that in there? The brain-eating? No no, like, no, 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 But it has to do with, like, okay, well, I think it has to do with climate change. Um. It, it, just watch it. Watch it. Watch it.
0: It's like a sci-fi. The Tomorrow War. Okay, I'll watch it. It's on it. Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah, i watch that. Ask Chris Pratt. Oh, definitely, i watch that. <laughs> it's
1: good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. But yeah, whenever you watch it, come back to me on your climate change or your, uh, uh, not climate change, but uh, global warming. Tell me how you tie it into that oh, movie. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, so like I said, we have buildings, building foundations trees boats bleachers likely dead bodies just chilling in this water that your kids are swimming in but (laughs) and if and if all of that is not bad enough there's a motherfucking curse that plagues the area oh really you called it yep (laughs) that's funny (laughs) i mean that's not funny but it's funny that i called it since 1956 over 690 people have lost their lives on the lake so like that is a really long time but to have almost 700 people die on one specific lake that's that's a pretty high number for that area Uh, all sorts of different things so the lake has claimed the lives of boaters divers swimmers from just freak accidents so there's numerous stories a
1: lot of freak accidents though like
0: yeah. So there's numerous <laughs> stories that have come out of boats capsizing after hitting something in the water. And when wow. the area and Who when the is searched, that? right? And when the area is searched, nothing, nothing? is found. <laughs> right? Oh my god. <laughs> Other boats have reported sudden rogue waves that come up and capsize their boats only to just disappear. What what? <laughs> And most of the drownings at this lake occur just yards from the shoreline. Yeah. And these people, their bodies turn up far on the other side of the lake, twisted into weird positions. That is weird, because it's not like there's a tide. Yeah. Or a current. I guess there could be, like, an undercurrent, but to be, like, on the other side of 50,000 acres is, like, a lot. That's pretty far. We got
1: some mermaids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And not, like,
1: the cute aerial mermaid, like, no. mermaids. Scary ones.
0: <laughs> also, stories from people who have almost drowned uh, report feeling like they are being drugged down to the bottom by hands. Or they report that they feel like the air is suddenly pushed from their body, and they can't breathe, and they're overtaken with this unexplainable feeling of, like, exhaustion. And they then they How almost far drown. down are they? It said the, so. These people are like near the shore, swimming like probably like just to where you can't touch. You know, like when you're at a beach. So yeah, there's no way there's a pressure like that. Would there even be pressure like that in a lake? Probably. Yeah, once you get like more to the bottom, but not like not like that. No,
1: that would be like ocean level, yeah. like fifty feet diving plus, down. down. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ooh. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's scary. Um, in two thousand and eleven this reputation for unexplained deaths began to get more public than ever, with a total of seventeen people dying in two thousand and eleven alone. And so like remember like the lake season? I mean I'm probably I'm sure it's like a little bit longer since it's Georgia and they're a it's little maybe bit warmer. Like four or
1: five months long, yeah. maybe.
0: It's still like the summer months, like you're not gonna be out there like December, January, February time frame. And this continued into 2012, and there was a quick succession of violent deaths and just, like, horrific accidents. And so the first death wave death wave <laughs> occurred on June 18th of 2012 when 9-year-old Jake Prince and his brother Griffin, who is 13, were riding in a pontoon on the lake, and they were struck and killed by a speeding boat. Which I'm just, like... Were y'all not paying fucking attention? Like, the people in the boat? Like, what were you doing? I don't know. Um,
1: Boaters are weird.
0: They just don't pay attention. That's the thing. Like, you just... I cool. love boating, but, like, you they have could also to be... be drunk. Exactly. Exactly. It's fucking... Boating is... Anything on the water is yeah. pretty fucking scary. Your
1: perception is not that great when you're out on the water like that, too. And then they yeah. probably thought a oh, last
0: minute they would turn. Like, they should... Yeah, and you just shouldn't be going too fast on a lake that has a shit ton of kids. Oh, uh, yeah, but people are
1: stupid. Yeah, Because for a long time, like, the South didn't understand. Well, I mean, like, people just didn't, not necessarily the South, but people just didn't understand, like, you actually have to use safety measures on lakes. Yes. Yeah.
0: and there's boating laws. Like, th- there's a yeah, whole now. reason. Yeah, now. Yeah, definitely now. Yeah. Um. So, mere weeks after that accident, on July 9th, an 11-year-old named Kyle Glover, who happened to be the son of Usher's ex-wife, Tamisha... Or, I'm sorry, Tamika Foster. Wait, yeah. Usher? Usher. The Usher. Like, you know, sexy, dry-humping Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Uh, he was struck while riding an inner tube by a family acquaintance who was riding in a jet ski. Uh-oh. Uh, the kid... Kyle also had another fifteen-year-old boy who was also seriously injured in the same accident. He survived, and Kyle was rendered brain dead. And two weeks later, he died. Yeah. So these tragic accidents took up the me- were taken up by the media. And before long, Lake Lanier was deemed as cursed and a death trap, and many people on Twitter specifically have insisted that it was an evil and vile place that needed to be avoided. But like, 7 million people still be coming.
1: Yeah, I feel like they just need stricter enforced forced voting. Yeah,
0: we get some more water patrol out there. Yeah. So, in addition to the freak accidents and drownings, Lake Lanier has also been the location for bizarre and mysterious deaths and disappearances that are still unsolved. So, one such case revolves around a Georgia man who's named Kelly Nash. He was 25 at the time that he went missing in Buford, Georgia on January 5th, 2015. So, early... In the morning around 4 a.m., Nash woke up with flu-like symptoms. He was coughing and he was sneezing, and he told his girlfriend Jessica, who he was living with at the time, that he felt terrible and that he was going to go see a doctor later in the day, but then he just rolled over and went to bed because, like, it's 4 a.m. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, His girlfriend Jessica then woke up at 7.30 and could not find him anywhere in the house. What? What was left in the house, though, was his wallet, car keys, and his ID. When he'd still not returned home that evening, she called the police, and they reported him as missing. And so, obviously, like, the police, the family, everyone comes over to search, and they discovered that his 9 millimeter pistol was missing from the house. You have to feel real bad to walk out of the house with your gun. Yeah. A massive search started... Yeah, a massive search was started, and it involved authorities, friends and families, they even brought out canines, they brought out divers to search the lake just in case, they offered even a $50,000 reward for any information, and he still, nothing came up within the weeks. One month after his disappearance, on February 8th, Nash's decomposing body was found in Lake Lanier by a fisherman. He was still wearing the same pajama pants and dark shirt that he'd had on the day he went missing, and although he had no serious trauma, it was found that he had one single gunshot wound to the head. Weird. He was not known to be suffering from depression or have any underlying mental health issues, and this crime has never been solved. No one knows why he chose to go out in the middle of the night. No one knows why he wound up on the lake. How he even got in the lake. But everyone believes that the lake's curse has something to do with it.
1: That's so weird. Why would right? he...
0: Yeah, like... Like,
1: that doesn't make any sense.
0: No. No, it's... It's just weird. Yeah. So, in another mysterious case... A 16 year old Gainesville high school student named Hannah True Love, which I'm just like, perfect name. That is so yeah. cute. Almost sounds like a porn star, but it's still really cute. <laughs> but like
1: the wholesome porn star. Yeah,
0: exactly. The girl porn next star. door porn yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she went missing from an apartment complex near Lake Lanier where she lived at the time with her mother on August 24th, 2012. The following day, Hannah's body was found, like, on the shoreline of the lake by another resident in the apartment complex. The girl had been stabbed multiple times, but all of the stabbings were found to be non-life-threatening, and the actual cause of death is still unknown to this day. Which I'm like, it's probably she bled to death, but I don't know, I'm not a forensic examiner, so. Yeah, I don't, how would you even determine that? Yeah. They were able, though, to rule out drowning. So, like, they don't think that she was in the lake. She was just found by the lake. Well,
1: I mean, I think it would be pretty easy to, like, see if she bled out, though. Cause Yeah. Like, if she did bleed out, she's gonna have little blood in her body.
0: Right? But apparently so... the, like, little death thing said, cause of death unknown. That's weird. And so to make all of this even creepier... Hannah sent out a series of tweets shortly before her death that suggested that she had a stalker. So one chilling tweet, one chilling tweet allegedly read quote "so scared right now" end quote, and Hannah's father went on like in interviews to claim that his daughter had never made any claims of being under duress and that she didn't seem any different in the days leading up to her death. Are you sure,
1: though? Huh? you sure, though?
0: Yeah, she's 16. Like, I was doing some shit my parents definitely didn't know about. Uh, yeah. And despite a major... I mean, no. (laughs) No, Mom. If you're listening, no. I never snuck out. Ever. Never. I never (laughs)
1: snuck my boyfriend in. Ever.
0: (laughs) And so despite a major investigation where they interviewed every single person in the apartment complex... Every single person that interacted on her Twitter, no one seen or heard anything on the day in question. And Hannah, true love's death still remains a mystery. The fuck? I just want to know. I like, I want to know how she died. Like, me too. I do you I'm, not yeah. know how she died? Yeah, I'm pretty morbid like that. I'm like, tell me, tell me. Uh, so, along with all of this weird shit, Lake Lanier is also home to many paranormal sightings, with the most famous ghost being known as the Lady of the Lake. Ooh. Yeah. Catchy, A lake right? lake lady.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: lake lady. It <laughs> reminds me
1: of, uh, the haunting, uh,
0: Bly Manor. Yeah, yeah, like the second one to the... Whatever yeah. you know what I'm yeah, talking the about. Yes, Hill those House, are very yeah. good. I yeah, love they both are. of those. I think I liked Bly Manor more because I, I felt like they just kind of knew what they were doing at this point. Like, okay, this shit worked. This didn't. Hill House scared the shit out of me. Hill House was scary. So Definitely like was.
1: two different parts that like my heart actually hurt is when she drops down.
0: Oh yeah, the yeah yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but like yeah, the yeah, bent neck yeah. lady. Yep. When she drops down, whew, she scared the fuck out of me. And it's just kind of like a mind fuck. Like, that whole, you're like, what? The bent neck lady is who? Oh, yeah, like, I did not see that coming. No, yeah. At all. And then, like,
1: when they explained it, it was less scary to me. But, like, when they went through that whole montage of her dropping, I was like, no, I can't see this again.
0: (laughs) I can't see this again.
1: And then the second part was when towards the end when they're driving. Do you know what part I'm talking about? Mm. When she comes up from the back seat.
0: Oh. <laughs> I screamed. And, <laughs> and I liked that it had much more like like lesser seen cameos of ghosts through it. Like Bly Manor, you could see like when the ghost walked by, you'd be like oh, there's a ghost. But oh, yeah. in Hill House is much more like, wait, what? And then you have to go back and look. I don't know. Yeah. I liked Bly Manor more. I didn't but Hill House is good.
1: Yeah. So Bly Manor and uh The Devil Made Me Do It, The Conjuring 3. I actually called out a couple different times where like the ghosts were sitting in the corner and they oh. didn't show you, but uh-huh. like you just kind of see it. And I was like, dude, it looks like there's a lady in the shadows back there. And, like, Travis and them would
0: pause it and go back and they'd be like, There was a lady! i <laughs> would be like, I can't watch it! <laughs> I actually really liked the new Conjuring, too. It was pretty good. Mm. I mean, they're all the same, but they're good. Well, yeah. No, I I liked it. Uh, it was creepy to me. It yeah. creeped me out more
1: than the others.
0: Yeah, but yeah, same. It was very creepy. Like, I had kind of
1: chills down my back watching it. And then when, when it was over, I was, like, uneasy. And then I was, like,
0: trying to research the actual actual case yeah i wouldn't mind to cover the case on the podcast one day yeah i wanted to and then when i was researching it i was just like i feel
1: like i'm gonna get possessed and then i like i closed everything (laughs) (laughs)
0: don't want to do anything with that shit
1: yeah Uh, we can come back to it though
0: yeah yeah definitely so the lady of the lake wears a blue dress and appears to be missing both of her hands oh gosh she spends her time wandering up and down one of the main bridges of the area. So, like, just imagine you're just fucking driving, this lady with no hands just walking. <laughs> she has, uh,
1: like, literally, like, no hands at like all. Like nubs,
0: from what yeah. I read. Yeah. Uh, so, the lady of the lake's identity has actually been traced back to a young girl named Delia Parker Young. Ooh. And so in 1958, Delia and her friend Susie Roberts were actually traveling to a no- Whoops, to a local bar named the Three Gables. Okay, okay. interesting bar name. Yeah. <laughs> so Susie, it sounds like something out of Shrek. Yeah. There goes Ezra. Um, so Susie was actually driving her 1950 Ford. No, 1954 Ford there's a lot of fours in there, across the Lake Lanier Bridge, when for some unknown reason, she lost control of the car and just crashed right off the bridge. Okay. A rescue party was actually sent out, and they divers were actually entering the lake near the crash, but the remains were never identified then a year later in 1959 a local fisherman discovered human remains floating near the surface of the lake and it happened to be that of a woman near it wearing a blue dress hmm. so examination of the body yielded no obvious cause of death but, but yep. the, <laughs> the body was apparently missing both hands and several to wow and several toes, and no one knows why. That's, like, this, this whole case is weird. Right? doesn't make any sense. Right? And at the time, because her body was, like, so bloated, you know, um, it was impossible to know the identity. And so at the time, it was impossible to identify the body, and it was laid to rest in the Alta Vista cer- Cemetery in an unmarked grave. And so at the time, many of the people assumed that it was Delia or Susie, but they just didn't know which girl for sure. But 31 years later, in November of 1990, um, some construction work was being done on the bridge and Susie's Ford was finally located. The creepiest fucking part is that human remains were still behind the steering wheel of this car whoa, 30 years later. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And so, through personal belongings on and near the body, including different jewelry and a purse that was tucked right next to her, this body was identified as Susie Roberts. Wait, but whose truck was it? It was Susie's vehicle. Okay. Yeah, so she was driving it. And this led investigators to believe that the body found decades before what was Delia. Delia. Okay. Yeah. And so eventually eventually Delia's unmarked grave was replaced with a new headstone. And Susie was actually laid to rest like in the same cemetery with Delia. Okay. Right. Isn't that sad? I'm like, was Delia like searching for Susie the whole time on the bridge or what? Aww. (laughs) And so the Lady of the Lake is not the only paranormal entity to traverse the area. There have been reports. Yeah. Me me me. So there have been reports of a mysterious raft equipped with a lantern on a pole and then one shadowy it's a Grand figure, Reaper.
1: right? I'm sorry, it's not.
0: And then a shadowy figure that pushes the boat along with another pole. Apparently this figure appears and disappears out of nowhere on the lake. Yeah, it's the uh
1: what do they call it? The i don't know the guy that like puts you across the river when oh you die. yeah he takes you
0: across like yeah the Styx river is it whatever it? whatever yeah we know this guy he like takes your body across or your yeah. soul yeah guy who takes people's soul across river <laughs> sharon 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 greek and roman mythology uh karen karen well, I was definitely wrong. I was thinking Egyptian.
1: Is a psychopomp, the ferryman of Hades, who carries souls of the newly deceased across the river Styx that divided the world of the living from the world of the dead. So it's C-H-A-R-O-N or K-H-A-R-O-N.
0: But yeah, mm-hmm. the ferryman. That's weird. But at least I got the river right. What was yeah.
1: How do you spell it?
0: S-T-Y-X, right? Ooh, you got it. <laughs> 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 uh. So in one account of seeing this shadowy figure, two fishermen were allegedly out early in the morning just trying to catch some fish, you know, and this mysterious figure floated up to them and was about half a mile away in an estimated 45 feet like deep water, but yet the little figure was still pushing it along with the pole. So, like, bro, how's your pole reaching the bottom of this middle middle of the lake? Magic. Yep. And at one point, the figure actually looked at the two fishermen, shouted something at him, and dove off of his little boat into the water and began to swim towards them. Uh, no, we don't need our souls <laughs> taken, thank
1: you. You can maintain your boat exactly. and That's fine with me, because, like, I feel like I... I It'd be cool to see that guy, but like the moment he starts swimming towards me, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm
0: fucking out. And so Not these two, me. the two fishermen had the same idea and they quickly <laughs> pulled in their lines and were getting the fuck out of there. But whenever they were about to leave and they looked over at the raft, it was completely gone. They shined their spotlights, they were looking around, they drove their little boat over there, and no one was there. Like this motherfucker tried to come swim at you. And yes, then he's has just
1: making them go away.
0: Yeah, get out of my t- get out of my river, boys. Because if you're not supposed to be there, he does not want you there. That's true. True. So one last quick story. So if ghosts, underwater towns, dead bodies, all this shit wasn't enough for you, Lake Lanier is home to the famous cryptid known as Fishhead. Fishhead. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> So, again, Lake Lanier is primarily fed by the Chattahoochee River. Yeah. <laughs> However, there are also, like, a lot of smaller rivers and creeks that feed into this lake, and one of those is known as Six Mile Creek. And this is where Fishhead lives. So, according to legend, sometime in the 1970s, a pregnant woman was locked was walking along the creek bed, just enjoying the sunshine and the trees and enjoying life. Uh, she approached the edge of the lake, like was following her along this little creek, and approached the edge of the lake, and she started to dip her toes in it. And as soon as she did, this is a quote, a slimy appendage, like a little arm, <laughs> okay, started to grab the woman and drag her deeper into the water, up to the point where it was over her pregnancy belly. Uh. So, as she was wrestling with this slimy arm thing, a cloud formed in front of her at her feet. The cloud got darker and darker, and the head of a catfish broke through the water. The fish, according to legend again was staring directly at the woman, and she was so paralyzed with fear that she could not move. All of a sudden, a strange language began to fill her ears, almost like chanting. And as quickly as it came, the catfish slowly sunk back into the water, unwrapping itself from the woman.
1: I feel like someone saved her. Yeah. Some voodoo know. lady saved her. <laughs> That's what the chanting was.
0: Obviously fucking terrified like I would be too she ran back to the shore and apparently gave birth the very next day <sighs> and when her baby was born he did not cry his eyes were small black and beady his mouth was just a lipless slit across his face he never grew never grew any hair and his skin remained pale and gray what His fingers and toes were webbed, and the child later became known as Fishhead. What the fuck? So as Fishhead grew up, he was ridiculed daily by the locals, and he eventually sunk away from society. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is kind of actually sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Georgia sucks. But as a child... Sorry? What were you saying? I just said Georgia sucks.
0: Oh, yep. (laughs) So as a child, he played alone in the woods near Six Mile Creek. He would play with the animals in the river, outside of the river, and they accepted him. And they soon learned that the boy was kind and gentle and would never hurt them. His mother kept trying to send him to school, but the other children were, of course, so fucking mean that they ridiculed him. And after he came back in tears the first couple of days, his mother never sent him back. Thank God. So his mother actually died when he was in his teens, and because Fishhead did not know or have any other relatives in the area, he took up living alone along Six Mile Creek and established a home in the rocks, like near where the creek meets Lake Lanier. Every now and again, some people catch a glimpse of Fishhead, and the legends and rumors have started to swirl that there's a monster living just alongside the creek. Oh my god. These reports gave a couple of idiots the idea to go looking for this creature and to catch him. Leave these things alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yep. Leave people
1: alone. Leave monsters alone. Leave cryptids alone. Leave them alone. Leave them yep. alone. Live and let live, ma'am. Before I, like, chant Godzilla and make him come down here and, like, <laughs> stomp on Georgia.
0: Exactly. <sighs> And so, as they approached the area that Fishhead was said to live, supposedly they heard a splash, and a few minutes later, all of the idiots were gone to never be heard of again.
1: <laughs>
0: the only thing that was ever found was their boat that supposedly had claw marks on the side and looked as if some animal had actually grabbed it and flipped it over.
1: Good. And good, good, good.
0: And that's the legend of Fishhead in this area. I like it. And so today, there's no doubt that Lake Lanier is an economic boom to the state of Georgia. A study conducted in 2002 by the Marine Trade Association of Atlanta estimated that Lake Lanier brings in approximately 5.5 billion dollars annually. Okay. And how? Do they charge people admission? I bet they charge them like parking, camping fees, like all the oh, stuff. Okay. And since 1957, the generators that are located near Buford Dam have alone produced more than $96 million worth of hydroelectricity. Dang. Yet, all of this comes at a cost. Families and communities were uprooted, human developments destroyed, and an incredibly high number of deaths have occurred on this reservoir, feeding into the mysterious legend that Lake Lanier may, in fact, be cursed. Hmm. And that is the story of Lake Lanier. Very good. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, I've
1: never heard of it before. It's creepy as hell, huh? Yeah, I'm not going. No, no. It's in Georgia. I'm not going there.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, we hope you join us next, well, not next week. We're actually taking next week off. Yep. But the following week, you'll hear Kayla's, Haunted body of water. Yeah, so I gotta figure that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye. See you on the flip side.